Cape Town-born Natasha Peterson is waving the South African flag in Qatar at the FIFA World Cup 2022. And for the past six months, she's been working as a venue logistics manager at one of the stadiums in Qatar. She joins us on the line. Hello, Natasha. Hi, Glenn, and hello to your listeners. Good afternoon. Excellent to have you on the show. So firstly, how did you land the gig of venue logistics manager at this year's World Cup? Um, I think, Glenn, uh, very often people make the assumption that when you work on international mega projects that, um, you know, you just get a call one day and miraculously you get on a plane and you go. Um, uh, Much like any other job process, um, you know, if you're lucky, your CV gets picked out of a pile because of your experience um, and because possibly your name is recognizable and you have some good credentials behind you. Um, and then the the process follows much like any other personnel recruitment process. Um, I did receive a call from from the recruitment team, mm. and uh, we we were in touch since mid March. I was then invited for a first interview, which was then followed up a few weeks later with a second interview um, and a technical assessment. And then I had to compile and present a case study as part of the final step of of the recruitment process. Um, and, uh, of course, they take time to verify your credentials um, and they validate the information that you've provided to them. And eventually I got that fantastic call to say, would you like to get on a plane and come to Qatar? So, um, Natasha, what's your background in events management? Uh, for probably just over 20 years, a little bit more than that now. I've been in, um, involved in the event space um, across the sports arena, entertainment, uh, some corporate, some conferences. Um, but my passion lies in sport and music. So very often you would find me behind the scenes producing um, and working on music festivals or working with entertainment and artists. Um, and in more recent years, I've I've uh, grown my passion in terms of working on, on larger sporting events. So tell us about, I mean, it must be hectic. I woke up, everyone is watching it. Uh, your responsibilities as venue logistics manager. I think, um, you know, for anyone who's worked in the event space, uh, no two days are the same. And I think this is also very true for my role as the venue logistics manager at Lucille Stadium. Um, for those who have not been following the World Cup, um, Lucille Stadium is um, the biggest stadium. We have a capacity of 80,000 plus uh, people, and we've hosted some incredible games thus far. Uh, for the tournament, we are hosting 10 games in total. Uh, we hosted the semi-final game last night between Argentina and Croatia. And uh, final preparations are now underway for um, the closing ceremony and the final game on Sunday, the 18th of December. So it's been quite a journey. Um, And I think when you think about an actual physical stadium um, and you think about it as the centerpiece of of the operations of a football tournament, and if you actually turn the stadium upside down and you shake it out and you think about all of the items, the the infrastructure, the the furniture, the fittings, um, the the chairs that people sit on, the, the tables that they work at, um, the equipment that is in the spaces, and preparing those spaces. That essentially is what the logistics team um, at a venue such as this is responsible for. Yep. So no two days are the same. Um, a lot of of my time, um, the preparation months before the tournament actually kicked off 
was spent um, first understanding the lay of the land and, and becoming familiar with this venue that is a brand new venue. Um, and then setting up and preparing the spaces for all the teams and the function areas that need to work within the precinct and the stadium. And uh, you've been in Qatar since May. That's a long time. Yes. What's the culture yes. and lifestyle like? Um, it's been fairly easy to adapt. I, I have been working on projects in the UAE, so Abu Dhabi and Dubai, probably for about 10 years now. So I think that journey has prepared me for this one, mm. in that it wasn't such a major culture shock. And then I think the fact that I'm from Cape Town and the Western Cape, where, where we have such an integrated and, and such a large part of our community in Cape Town particularly, is Muslim-based. And, 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 you know, we have, we have uh, South Africa itself is quite a melting pot of cultures and religions. So I think when you come from a background that is so immersed in, in differences being accepted, when you come to a place like this, um, you come with a sense of respect for the new place that you are going to. I think as a, as a tourist or as someone coming to live here, you know, you read up, you try and prepare as best you can, and then you, you find your way and you find the balance of, of respecting the rules and the culture with immersing yourself in, in eventually starting to enjoy that and acclimatizing and adapting to that. So, yes, things might be a little bit different here, but, but not in a bad way. You know, I think sometimes um, when you're used to a certain way of life or a certain culture, um, when you go to a new place, yes, it's a culture shock, but I think if you do a little bit of research and you ease yourself into it, um, and already prepare yourself for the mindset that it is going to be different in some way, whether it's in the workplace environment, whether it's it's socially um, you 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 are having different engagements. Um, then I think any journey to any foreign country is is going to be hopefully more exciting than than daunting. Um, and and so I've really enjoyed my time here, um, and and I've loved. Um, getting to know the culture and and almost living here for for, for a few months, you know, um, working here, getting to know the locals, um, and and it's a beautiful city and a beautiful country. So, speaking about preparations, what went into you know the preparations for this big event? Um, I think um, again, when when you work on projects like this, or or even when you spend time away from your family, I think it's a there's an emotional and mental preparation that needs to take place, and then there's a work related um, kind of preparation process. And I think on the on the family front, um, I I have a very supportive family. So you know, my husband, my kids, they understand that this is. This is what makes me tick. I, I have a passion for all things creative and, and for, for working on events. And so I think the fact that that when I get on a plane or, or I'm, I'm leaving home for a little bit to work on a project, I, I go with their love and their blessing and support. And so already I feel more confident about, about taking that step into the unknown. Excellent. And then from a, from a work perspective, I think, you know, Everybody's way of operating is a little bit differently. So, so when you go onto a new project and, and you freelance, often as I do, um, you go into a new team understanding that you will need to be the person that adapts. You will need to be the person who is slightly more open-minded. Um, and then kind of observing how people are doing things, you know, and kind of easing your way into it. Um, and I think I think one big thing is just um, being mentally prepared. I think is is something that that is key for me. And then and then of course 
making time to ensure that that your mental and emotional well-being is is being taken care of. So um, often the hours are long on projects like this, um, and and the intensity is high, and the pressure is 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 you know, naught to 100 in two seconds. Um, and it's about, I suppose, as you mature, how you learn to manage your stress, how you um, quickly um, learn to make new friends because you need to create your own little new tribe in a new city with people you don't know. Um, and so it's, I suppose, what I love about this part of my journey right now is that is that you continue to grow as, as, as an individual, as a person, as a mom, as a wife, as a friend. Um, and I love the fact that I get to work on this global stage and work with Brazilians, other South Africans, um, um, Russians, Ukrainians, um, people from Azerbaijan, uh, from Mexico, from Argentina. Um, and, and so what that does is it broadens not only how you see the world, but also how you adapt your, your business skills. Um, and how you adapt to people. So um, it's been it's been an incredibly intense, tough project, but I have absolutely loved every minute of it. Yeah, you mentioned meeting people from Qatar, from Japan. How many fellow South Africans have you have you met in in Qatar? Um, actually, quite a, uh, quite a number. Um, in terms of South Africans who are currently directly contracted by either Supreme Committee or Q22 or FIFA. I think there's about 18 of us, um, but there are many more South Africans who are who are living and working um, in Doha or in Qatar and and in the Gulf region, um, and and many of them are, are contracted um, to the FIFA World Cup project as well via third-party agencies or via sponsors' agencies or other stakeholders. Um, in fact, at at the Sale Stadium where I'm based, uh, there are three fellow South Africans. Um, in, in our overall venue team. Um, one person I actually knew from back home and didn't even realize that he was working here, and the other two people I met for the first time. Wow. Um, and, so, and so it's lovely to make those kind of connections because it doesn't even matter what your background was back home. But as soon as you hear the accent, um, and as soon as you know someone's from South Africa, there's already that kind of sense of camaraderie, you know, and, and, and we can awkwardly speak off your when we need to have a private, quiet moment, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah, you never meet South Africans because the first thing they say is, how's it? Exactly. How's yeah. it? And, and, and liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally, I think I said that in one of the first meetings and this person came to me afterwards and said to me, are you a Sasa? I'm like, yes, yes, I most definitely am. Mm. I'm a Cape Town girl. Have you learned any new, you know, new career lessons while working on this project? Um, I think, the, the, again, you know, there, there are always lessons that are kind of business, business orientated, and then there's personal lessons. And I think the one thing that I've definitely come, over, come to realize over the years is that you have to allow yourself the space and the time to enjoy the moments. And, and you have to remember to soak it all in because as much as I've been here for a few months, literally in four days, is it? Five days, this World Cup comes to an end. Um, and so if you don't stand still for a moment and just take it all in and just look around you and, and appreciate where you are and, and even what your journey has been to get to this point that I landed this job and that I that I was able to be a part of this kind of historical project um, makes me very grateful for for the life I lead and for and for all of the people who have been a part of my journey and have either mentored me or have helped me 
to adapt my skills, to to develop my skills. Um, and I think, um, you know, everybody can, can work on a laptop. Everybody can use MS Word as an example. Everybody has, you know, if you're, if you're in the field, you have project management skills, but it's about how you apply those skills. So I think from a, from a business development perspective and, and, and a business growth perspective, um, I think what has been incredible is, again, because you work with people who come from so many different business and personal backgrounds, is to understand how they all apply their skills. And so we can all sit in a meeting and, and all have, you know, 10 very different opinions about how a task needs to be tackled. But it's about finding that commonality. And I think um, finding that commonality is also how you um, survive on a long-term project like this because you have to find, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you have to find your tribe. And so in the same way, you need to adapt how you are used to working in a team or leading a team back home and then adapting those skills and applying those skills. So finally, uh, Natasha, which team are you supporting? I mean, Morocco has made us so proud as an African nation, right? So, so of course, um, th- this is who I have to support. Um, Argentina's been playing really great football, though, yes. um, and, and they've played many games at, um, at Lucille Stadium. So, so I have had the opportunity to be around um, the team and obviously the magic that their fans bring to it. But um, I think that Morocco is going to give um, the other teams a run for their money, and I, I, I am with my whole heart and soul supporting them. Thank you so much, Natasha. Such a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you so much for your interest in my story and sharing my story with your listeners. Excellent. Natasha Peterson, the Venue Logistics Manager, Site Logistics Coordinator at FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022.